This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Murray will dribble it out. The Warriors won't foul. Golden State, yet another in a series of games that they have let get away. And the shame of it is that they let one get away on a historic night for Stephen Curry. His second highest point total in his career, 60 points. And the final is 141 to 134. The Hawks get the win. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, Warriors Wrap-Up, starts now. Well, that was entertaining. An entertaining loss. Warriors lose 141-134 to the Atlanta Hawks. What about Steph? I mean, unbelievable stuff from Steph Curry tonight. 60 points. His career high is 62. And in the fourth quarter, I mean... He and Trey Young going back and forth was the NBA at its finest. I mean, that was just some cool, entertaining basketball. But there's no moral victories in, in the NBA, right? There's no more victories at the highest level. And when you talk about wasting a 60-point performance from a 35-year-old on back-to-back nights with a travel day included, getting in late last night, and it just seemed like all of a sudden in the fourth quarter when you talk about Curry, he just said, okay, it's time. But I, I feel like when you talk about last night's game against the Grizzlies, and I know there was a depleted group, and I understand that. But it was more of a team game where they were passing the ball. They had good ball movement. The effort was there again tonight. There's been no doubt about the effort for the last five or six games from this team. And it was something that I was questioning early in the season. It looked like at times they were just kind of throwing their jock on the court. And I don't know. They, they just looked less than motivated. And tonight, uh, I mean, they were out. They outplayed them. Steph had a great look. Uh, with time running down in the fourth quarter, I, I thought with four seconds left he was going to make it and we were going to go home happy. But the Warriors lose 141 to 134. They go to 21 and 25 on the season. If you want to give me a call, I want to get your thoughts. I mean, obviously, Kaminga falling out was big. His uh, streak of 20 points or more with eight games in a row, he scored 16 tonight, four rebounds, three assists. But when Kaminga went out and Wiggins, who sprained his left ankle, went out, all of a sudden there goes the defense, right? And now you get a double team, Trey Young, and somebody's going to be open. And at the end of the fourth and in overtime, the Warriors just didn't have enough gas in their tank. I mean, yeah, the Hawks played back to back, but they didn't have the travel on top of it. And when I'm sitting there trying to think of a reason, I, I, I mean, as, as a fan for me and as a coach and as a player, it's all you can do is ask your players to give their best. And I know, hey, no moral victories, like I just said, but like they're playing hard. They gave it everything they had. And you could see with hands on their hips, they were sucking gas. And the oldest guy on the court, or one of the oldest guys on the court, went for 60 tonight. FP Santangelo, we're doing the Warriors postgame. 888-957-9570 is a number if you guys want to chime in. It's just, we have to soak in these games. And I know 
they lost, and I understand that they're 21 and 25 and they're on the outside looking into the playoffs. But, like, how much longer are we going to see the greatness of Steph Curry? Like, how much longer? There, there comes times when, as fans, I think we get spoiled to seeing greatness on a daily basis. We get spoiled on seeing, like, the best shooter in the history of the game. And, you know, we look back to, like, Barry Bonds in baseball or Joe Montana in football. We get so caught up in the moment that I think as fans, sometimes you got to sit back and just soak all this in and realize how lucky we are to see a guy like Steph Curry put on the effort and the performance he did tonight. I mean, just it was just one three after another. We're in here screaming in the studio. We can't believe what we're seeing. And he just does that it's thrill after thrill after thrill. So while I don't want to be a buzzkill tonight, I mean, we still have to – at least I'm going to do this. You guys obviously never tell fans what to do and how to watch a game. But I feel like when, you, when, when it's all said and done, we're going to say, remember that we got to see Steph Curry play, 35 years old. Nobody has ever beaten Father Time. Guys have tried, whether it's, I don't know, Tom Brady, Barry Bonds. Guys have flirted with it, but you don't beat Father Time. So there's going to come a day when, as Warrior fans, we're going to say, remember Steph Curry, remember how great it was. And I'm the kind of guy that likes to like step back and smell the roses in the moment and just like in the middle of it, just realize how special this guy is and what we saw tonight, how special it was. Trey Young on the other side. I said in the pregame show, it's going to come down to those two guys. I watched Trey Young's last game against the Suns. They beat the Suns, and he went for 32, and he had 15 assists. But his range is limitless. That guy can pull up from anywhere. And while they did a good job early in the game of containing him, I feel like later in the game with Wiggins out, and like I said, Kaminga out, that he had his way. But it was just like back and forth in the fourth quarter was amazing. And then out of gas coming down the stretch. So, I mean, you look at – I was watching Clay tonight. I like to lock in and look a little bit closer than the actual stats. When you talk about Clay Thompson tonight, he had 10 points. He was minus 10. Um, he shot 13 three-pointers tonight, made two. If, is that, if anybody else is noticing this, please help me out. I thought his shot looks weird. His shot looks different to me. It looks like he's tinkering with his swing, so to speak, his stroke. Like it's kind of off to the side all of a sudden when it used to be kind of like a catch and release straight forward, almost like – um, just catching it and getting rid of it all in one motion. But it looks different to me. Maybe you guys saw that. Maybe you didn't. Maybe I'm making things up and seeing ghosts. I don't know. He just looks like something's different with his shot. Like he's overthinking it, maybe tinkering with something that's worked so well for him. I don't know. And sometimes, you know, you get older, you start to, the doubt starts to creep into your head. The performance isn't there. It's not what you're used to. And you feel like, well, because of X, Y, and Z, whether it's injuries, whether it's age, whether it's you know, back-to-back nights. I'm just not feeling my legs underneath me. I had in my notes tonight, I, I don't, I've never seen so many shots come up short. Um, and, and I think it was the second quarter. It was like hit the, hit the rim, win a prize. And you could tell the guys didn't have legs underneath them on both teams. So I have tons of notes here that I want to get to. But uh, let's, go to the, let's go to the phones real quick. D from D.C. is calling the show. D, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game. How are you tonight? What's going on, brother? How are you? How, how's your Saturday night going? I'm demoralized, man. This is a game that we could have won. And if uh, Kerr did, if Kerr were to make the proper adjustments at the end, this would have been a game we'd have we'd had them back. Because you cannot you cannot keep wasting Steph's great performances like that, man. With with these four guard lineups, man, it's just not making any sense, man. Uh, having just Dre on the floor as a six-five center uh, and with four guards, it's, 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 first of all, has that even has that, have we ever won a game with that lineup on the floor? I'm I'm just I'm just having a hard time understanding why 
uh, uh, reporters in San Francisco, they never ask her about that. Why is it that he constantly decided to go to that lineup at the end of games? Or better yet, throughout the games? It's a negative lineup that's never been used. Why does he continue to do that? I've been a hard time. But anyways, this is um, we could have won that game, but we didn't. But at the, at the, um, at the trade deadline, something needs to happen. Do, do you, uh, there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of talent out there that you're going to trade to get better. And I, I was going to ask D a few more questions, but that's cool. Um, I was wondering if he realized that Kaminga uh, fouled out. By, by the way, is that that's not a foul when you're just touching a guy? Like, what are we doing there? He's just touching the guy, and they finally is it three touches, and it's like got, kind of getting creepy, and you got to blow the whistle. Like you can touch him twice as long as it's above the waist, but if you touch him three times, you go to the penalty box and you feel shame. I didn't understand that. Like the, let, did you see Kerr? I'm a, I'm a pro lip reader. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. It's basketball. It's called basketball. And then he said, you got to be s me. Yeah, so uh, he wasn't really happy. And Steve walking off the court tonight was shaking his head. I love this lineup right now with Wiggins, Kaminga, Green, Thompson, and Curry, the starting lineup. I mean, they're, they're playing good basketball. I, the clay thing on the bench, the clay thing starting, I think that, that might have to be addressed. I, I'm not – Pajemski has taken the bull by the horns, man. Like he had, what did he have? 15 points again tonight. He was all over the place. He had 11 rebounds. He had five assists. I'm loving everything from the kid. And and here's the thing, like you guys know, like you're going to hear a lot of baseball and I relate a lot of things to baseball because that's really the only thing I know anything about. It's just Dusty Baker was the king at playing the young guys on day games after a night game. And I say, I say that with a lot of respect to Steve Kerr, who knows what he's doing. But Dusty's theory was like that our legs would be there on a day game after a night game, and he would rest the veterans. And his theory was we're all major league players. And when you talk about the NBA, these guys are all NBA players. And you wonder on back-to-back nights if you thought about like playing Pajemski and Kinonis and, and Looney a little more and Santos. And I know that the rotations were there, but I'm just saying like young legs bounce back. Even though Kaminga looked tired to me tonight, he didn't have the same bounce in his step. And obviously, we played the great game last night in back-to-backs. And I, I can't imagine what it's like to play back-to-back in the NBA and add a travel day on top of that. You know, like I said in the pregame show, we used to joke about, oh, basketball, they have to play back-to-back games. We used to stand there. We stood in the field for three hours. We didn't run up and down the field for three hours. And I just don't know how these guys do it, like on the hardwood, with travel, even though I mentioned it in the pregame show, they travel like kings, but it's still travel nonetheless. So if you're just tuning in, 141-134, uh, the Hawks beat the Lakers in overtime. Steph Curry with 60 points. His career high was 62. He was 10 for 23 from three-point land. It seemed like all 10 were at the end in a flurry. It was just he was in the zone. He was locked in. You guys have seen it a million times. And just like I said starting the show, like we have to start soaking these moments in. Like literally – trying to be present as a fan and not get so used to it that all of a sudden it's gone and we're like, damn, that's that. Can you imagine seeing, like, I don't know, Larry Bird back in the day if you're a Celtics fan and then all of a sudden he retires or Magic Johnson if you're a Lakers fan and and just the greats of all time, Michael Jordan if you're a Bulls fan. Like, we feel like it's a video game, right? We feel like this is going to go on forever. And and I think we're getting a dose of reality that dynasties don't last forever and maybe the end – isn't always pretty. Like in the end, you have to kind of pay the piper, so to speak, as an athlete and as a franchise, as an organization, because the trap you get caught up in 
is that you want to be loyal and you want to reward these guys for all the great times. And sometimes as a as an owner or a, a president or a GM, you get emotional with, you know, you get caught up in the trophies and the rings and the parades and you sign guys back because of all they've done for you. Because winning at the highest level is the greatest feeling ever. Like there's nothing that can replicate it. I wish, I mean, I, I never experienced it as a player, but as a broadcaster a few times. And I understand the addiction and I understand the loyalty. But then whether, you know, you're the Phillies and, you know, Ryan Howard and Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins get old and it's hard to watch. Or, you, you know, you're a dynasty, the, the, the Giants teams early in the decade. Or you're, you know, Joe Montana at the end where he's playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, the end isn't always pretty. But Dray, Draymond. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, he's, he's, he's the glue. And I said this in the pregame show, if you guys missed it, that Draymond Green, I said on this show that the juice wasn't worth the squeeze anymore, and I was wrong. Because watching him play and watching his effort and watching him control his emotions now, you see the value he brings to this team, whether it's on offense or defense. And you can see him kind of testing the refs a little bit, and he's handling it a little bit more maturely in a different way, and he's still got the spark. Let's go to Daniel and Lafayette. Daniel, you're on, K- you're on 95-7, the game. Oh, my gosh. That's a fine. That's a $100 fine in the jar. Yeah, we, we we all know there's always bad calls. You know, you know some calls that are made, un, un, unwanted calls that are, shouldn't be made. But let's talk about the tap 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 again. Look, I'm 68. I've been watching basketball my entire life. All right, I have never ever in my entire lifetime seen a foul call by a referee. Now that co- that might have cost us a game. Didn't they make two points after that that foul call? Yeah, that was terrible. I mean, what what are we what are we doing there? Like, it, it, but the, it, it, Kaminga is it, help me out here. Does that happen often? Where you're in that the defensive stance, and J.K. has been playing his ass off on both sides of the ball. Like he's turning into an all star right in front of our eyes, and his development over the last month or so. Remember when he came out and said like I need to play more, basically, and he was kind of pissed. And then he talked to Steve Kerr, and it seems like everything's heading in the right direction. They kind of talked it out, and now we're watching. I, I don't know that I can remember seeing a guy improve this much in a month to go from, oh, he's got a lot of talent to he's an all-star or he's turning into an all-star. But, Daniel, help me out. Have you ever seen a foul call where you're just touching a guy like that? No. I, I, don't, I don't even see foul calls when they're grabbing them on the elbow, on the shoulder three times, like just grabbing, holding on. 
It is ridiculous. And, and you know what? These games, these referees have cost us so many games. I understand they cost other games um, to other teams. But this is ridiculous. I mean, Steve Kerr had every right in his mind to be totally upset. Um, it is mind-boggling to me. And when does it stop? Now, this is my take. I believe that the NBA will talk about that tomorrow. It will be in the news. And another thing, I have a new name for Kaminga when he makes like a three-pointer. Kabingo! You get it? Kabingo! <laughs> Spread the word, man. Anyway, I'm done. Thanks All right. for listening to me. All right, Daniel, thanks for the call. And, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Do, do that. be a broadcaster and say that every time he, he hits a three. No, but we, we, I, I, don't, I don't understand the, the lack of respect for Steph Curry and why he doesn't get to the line more. And is it this? You guys help me out here. He falls every time he drives. I've never seen a player do a layup and fall more than Steph Curry. And is it the refs know that Steph Curry is looking for an and one or a foul to get to the line? And that when he falls all the time, you never know if you never know if he's fouled or not because he's always falling. Like he shoots a three and he falls. He drives the lane and falls. Keep an eye on it, it'll drive you crazy. Like it's it, he's been doing I watched the documentary on him on Netflix and he was doing that in college. He was doing that in high school where he would drive and fall. Well, what your fans are going to say, you're going to call the foul on Kaminga, but then not call anything on Curry almost every single game. You're going to call a tap, tap, tap on Kaminga because he touching Trey Young, put the game on the line in the fourth quarter, but Curry goes to the line three times against the Lakers. Like, Warrior fans have right to be pissed about whether it's Curry fouls or Kaminga getting tapped, but right now the the, the refs are definitely on the Golden State Warriors fans' uh, angrier, angrier side. Yeah, do you, th- do you think the Warriors whine more than most teams? Like on every call, like whether it's Draymond, Pajemski tonight is throwing his arms out, walking to a ref. I'm like, bro, you're a rookie. You can't argue with the referee. Like, be careful. Like, you don't want to get that reputation. But I feel like in the NBA, uh, it, it, everybody argues and nobody ever commits a foul. And there was guys arguing about fouls that were knocking him in the head, right across the head tonight. And you're just like, dude, just look at the replay. You just you basically decapitated, bro. And now you're arguing with the referees. So if you're just joining us, 141-134, the Warriors lose in overtime tonight to the Atlanta Hawks. They go to 21-25 and on the season. You can't waste a 60-point performance from Steph Curry. And a moral victory is they left it all out there. I mean, and they've been doing that lately. And the attitude and the effort has been amazing the last five or six games. They're playing hard. They're playing defense. They're playing connected. You didn't see that before. They're digging in on defense. The ball pressure has been awesome. Their attitude and effort, and I always say as an athlete, that's the only thing you can control on a daily basis is your attitude and effort. You know, whether the ball goes in, you know, whether you win or lose, it's about the process, and it's about going through your routine and going out there and knowing that all you have to do is work for two and a half hours every night. And if it's back-to-back, it's back-to-back. Yeah, that ain't easy. I get it. But, like, you can control that. And early in the season, for whatever reason, you'd have to ask them and be inside the locker room. I could probably speculate, but I have no idea. They, did, they didn't look connected. They were going out there, and it was just like, woe is me, here we go again, deer in the headlights. And I've been there before. It's just like you get into this mental state where you're like, what can go wrong again? And then you go, here we go again, and you got to fight that. And it seems like lately the effort's there. But like I said, this isn't – this isn't a try league. It's a do league. It, when you play at the highest level, it's not, oh, good job. You tried hard. They did tonight. And if we were watching and we were there in Atlanta, we would have gotten our money's worth. Every fan in that arena tonight got their money's worth. They got to see Steph Curry at his absolute greatest tonight.
they got to see Trey Young play another great game. My prediction before the game, what, what was that sponsor, dude? The uh, take it to the bank prediction. I said uh, Steph and Trey would both go for forty, and Steph went for sixty. What did Trey have? What did he at thirty nine? Trey Young. I was close. I was close on my prediction. So that gets me absolutely nothing. Maybe a fill-in spot once a month. Let's go to Nick in Berkeley. Nick, you're on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Nick? You got the station right. Hey, man, like, um, I mean, like, the fans are not here there to pay to watch the referees, man. And they were a little, they were a little, they were really quick to whistle, man. And, and you know, fouling, uh, fouling uh, Kaminga out like that, man, that was brutal, man. I think it was like two or three fouls, like in a span of like four minutes or something. And one of them was just like ridiculous, man. You don't even see that in college. And like, you know, we expect more than that, man, like as fans. And the Warriors play great, though, man. But you know what? The Warriors really need a big man. We really need a big man. We got out-rebounded late in, 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 in overtime, man. We just, we just fell short, man. It's just, it's just ridiculous that Stephen Curry gets zero calls, man. Like, you know, when the Magic and all those guys, man, they, they all got veteran calls, like, you know, as they say, quote-unquote. And, like, why, why, I'm, I'm perplexed. That's why they just ignore Stephen Curry when he gets fouled. And sometimes he does hit the deck when he goes in. But, man, well, a lot of times he's getting hacked. So I'm like, why Why does it not give him the benefit of the doubt? He's paid his dues, man. I agree. You think an elite player like that would get all the calls all the time. Remember, you couldn't, you couldn't touch MJ when he drove, right? If you even looked at him wrong, it was a foul and he was going to the line. Nick, of all the pro sports, which one do you think has the worst officiating? Man, the most inconsistent officiating, I would have to say pro football, man. Because right? if you look at right now, man, they got this analytical thing going on where you got to pay money because they're, 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 they're doing analytics where they're taking the referees, the percentage of the referees' calls based on his crew and some other crew and this and that. And, like, man, it's like, okay, you got all these calls in the regular season, but then all of a sudden in the playoffs, there's no calls. There's no holding. Like, there's been zero. I don't even think Green Bay or, or Detroit had any holding calls against the Niners, maybe one. And you're going to tell me with the Niners defensive line, there's only one holding. Dude, both teams were holding the entire game. I was there. I was like, oh, my God. And we really didn't even start holding until the second half. And I was like, finally, we fight fire with fire. But, man, I hope the Super Bowl isn't like this weird thing where there's no sack and they're just calling these lame, like, you know, like roughing the quarterback penalties when it's, like, iffy. And it's just like, man, like, I hope they don't go down that trend. You know, this referee and crew, man, they got a lot of they got a lot of penalties like that, man. It's like it's weird how they would mention that because when the Niners lost to the Chiefs last time, the NFL came out and said that they 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 they, they wanted to keep the casual fans around after halftime. That's why they. Thanks for the call, Nick. Yeah, I was talking to Mike Pereira last year about this, and he said he was fundamentally against different crews in the NFL playoffs. That when you work with a crew all season long, you have kind of a chemistry. It's like a team, right? You guys work every Sunday together, and then they grade you out, and they put the best air quotes, the best referees together. But they don't they don't know how to work together and where they're going to be and what they're looking for. And the communication, I guess, is off, and it often leads to controversial calls in the biggest games. He was really really against it. Let's go to Connor in Dublin. Connor, you're at ninety five seven. The game. What's going on? Is that FT Santangelo? This is. This is a baseball player doing a basketball postgame show. It's going really well. Do you, do you remember how I used to call into you on KBR? Yeah, Connor. What's going on, dude? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? How's, how's uh, football, how, was, know, how was football was little, season? Uh, it was great. We won our last game. Everything went well. Um, somebody, uh, well, actually, no, we won't get into that. It's a long story. But <laughs> I was a little uh, sad to not see you. Uh, um, uh, I said, uh, uh, get um, KBR, uh, I guess. 
Yeah, we won't say those letters on this station, Connor. But yeah, it, it, it's fine. You, I guess. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want to offend you. That's, I was a little sad to see that they'd done that, and so I was like, I saw your tweet about how you uh, went to ninety-five-seven. Thanks, Connor. So Everybody's like, great here, and 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 uh, I sucked at Cambiar, and they were right. What uh, what do you uh, what, what do you want to talk about tonight? The Dubs sold the bag. It says right here. What do you mean by that? Uh, I say that uh, they um, they sold the game like they uh, they could have won it, but they ran out of gas and they uh, they were mission shot. They were mission shots. They were they were fouling like crazy. Did you see the stat for how many uh, how badly they were from threes? They were like eighteen and fifty six from uh, field goal range. I was like, oh my god, that's bad. Um, that that is yeah. That is a I think they were. Uh, let me see, nine for fifty three from three point land, and, and 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 that was that was in the first half, and then in the game. Let me see what they were from three point. They they attempted one hundred and twelve three pointers tonight. No, no, that's not right. I'm looking at the stats wrong. All right, thanks. Thanks for nothing. All right, Connor, I appreciate the call. Here's the thing, Connor. When you're playing back-to-back games, both teams were, but you had to travel to it, and I'm sitting there thinking about why this went south at the end. Obviously, Steph had a good look with four seconds left. That's a shot that he made 100 times tonight. It didn't go. And then now you're thinking as a player on back-to-backs with the travel day, the last thing we want to do is play overtime. The last thing. We don't get paid for overtime. We used to say we don't get paid for extra innings. And especially – after, you know, the performance they had in Memphis last night when they were awesome. Let's go to Steel Toe. Steel Toe, you're on 95-7 the game. What's going on, Steel Toe? Hey, thank you very much uh, for taking my call. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, we got to change the, these referees to the AI. I, I want AI to really take over this whole entire sports because uh, th- these refs, um, they're controlling the game way too much now, and they they, they they think they're the superstars of the of the sports or something. Um, I I think they got really pissed off at Stephen Curry when he. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT and T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. One is fourth title. Ever since last year, I, I was noticing that. But we had to ignore it because they're just going to, you know, keep being a hardhead and just call nothing on staff, man. I was complaining about this since 2016 when when Cavaliers won their first title when they should have never have won that game. It's been years that I've been complaining about these refs. And, oh, my God, I want AI to take over 
and make these refs go unemployment line. You want Allen Iverson to ref? What? AI? Yeah, I want the AI to take over and start Dude, what, what, what do you mean? Just tell me what you mean. AI what? Artificial intelligence refs? Like what, what do you, robots zooming up and down the court? Dude, there's this robot security guard by, by where I live that looks like R2-D2, and it's on wheels, and it goes around like the Gap store. You know the Gap store on the Embarcadero? It's like on the Embarcadero in Folsom, and it goes down by the Banana Republic store, and then it comes back. And if you walk by it late at night, its head kind of turns, and it's taking pictures of you. So is that what you want, Steel Toe? You just want, like, refs zooming up and down the court like R2-D2? See, the AI won't take this game so personal and start, uh, you know, retaliating against yeah, but You're saying AI. What do you mean by AI? What do you mean? Help me. It, they're they're hating on Stephen Curry. Well, I know that, but what's your idea of AI? You want like Chat GPT on the scoreboard? Like, what are we talking about here? Just anything without a freaking brain, a biased brain. Well, that's, that's me. All. You're listening to that person right now. Steel Toe, thanks for the call. Let's go to Shadur in Fremont. Shadur, what's going on? You're on 95.7 The Game. As a Warriors fan, I mean, I know that the Atlanta Hawks are a really great basketball team. You know, they got star players such as Quinn Capella, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and the thought of the Hawks by score 141 to 134 and Steph Curry's spectacular shooting performance 60 points. You know, I I thought they should have gone this win, but you know, it was it was a fun it was a fun matchup. You know, these two teams are really great. They're really uh, you know, it's really fun to watch, you know, these two players battle out on the basketball court. Um, but what were your thoughts on the loss? Like do you think that they could have worked a little better and they could have played a little harder and they could end up getting the win. But, you know, unfortunately that was not the case today because they ended up losing the ball game. So it was um, kind of depressing for me to watch Warriors games, you know, going to Oracle Arena and watch watching this team with all the success they have throughout the years. It's just like they've always been letting me down, right? This team has always been finding ways to, like, put me in, 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 a, in a negative mood. And I, I just don't want to be in a negative mood because I, I want to always think positive and, like, this team is going to go far in the season. They'll, they'll probably make it to the finals. Shadur, my thoughts on the game are they gave you a good effort tonight after back-to-back uh, with a travel day where they had an hour and 20-minute flight. Who knows how long they leave after a game? Who knows what time they got in to Atlanta last night? I know the airport's about 40 minutes from downtown. I don't know where they stay. These are all excuses, but they're all real things. So uh, as a fan for me, Shadur, it's not always about wins and losses, although I love wins and I hate losses. I like effort. Like if I'm paying to go to see a game, I want my team to play their ass off. And if they lose, you tip your cap and you go on. And I just think this season and what this team has been through so far, whether it's Draymond, whether it's the tragedy that they all saw unfold right in front of their eyes, the loss of a colleague, the loss of a, a brother, and then to go out and have this attitude and this effort on a nightly basis since Coach Decky died, I think is a tribute to these guys, not as players, not as professional athletes, but as men. And what I'm seeing from them on a nightly basis right now is fun for me to watch. It wasn't fun early in the season. It wasn't fun to watch these guys early on because they were disconnected. They weren't playing like a team. Draymond came out and said, you know, last year started with me punching Jordan Poole and it kind of derailed everything. And he started to derail this season again by what he, what he did, his actions, his suspensions. Now he's out there trying to make up for it. So it's really hard, Shadur, to turn a season around. It's really hard to take that big, big ship that you're, you're, you're driving and make a sharp U-turn. Usually the U-turn when you're on a big ocean liner 
or a big ship if it's not the Titanic because that one can't turn around anymore too soon. Is It's a long turn. So it's hard to turn the momentum around. They're trying to do it with their effort. But there's only so many times you could take a gut punch loss like this and, and not have it affect you. There's only so many times that you can have the quiet locker room and you've given a game away or you've had another tough loss. I mean, the Warriors are inventing ways to lose games this year. So as a player, when you're in that locker room, that's a tough thing to turn around, man. So I love the effort tonight. I didn't love the loss. I love to watch Steph Curry play tonight. I'm kind of sad they, they wasted a 60-point performance from him. Those don't grow on trees. And if you're, if you're a Hall of Famer, one of, the, one of the best players ever and the best shooter in the history of the game, scores 60 points on the road, you got to win that game, man. you got to find a way to win that game. I thought they were out of gas at the end. They were kind of standing around. The Hawks were just driving right down the middle, and they were having easy shots because they were gassed. And as an athlete, I guarantee if you ask all those guys off the record, they were all just like, damn, when it went to overtime. Like, that's the last thing they wanted to do tonight. Shador, thanks for the call, man. I really appreciate it. All right, let's get some sponsors in. Let's wrap up some sponsors here real quick. Uh, extending the three-point line brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. Successfully treated men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com. Quinones comes the other way, throws to Santos on the right wing. Back up top to Curry for three, it's up and good, and he got fouled! He got fouled by a Kongwu! That was the 57th time in Steph Curry's career that he's had a four-point play. 57 times tonight. I think that's, that's got to be a world record. 57, like not just an NBA record, but a world record. There's nobody in any sort of basketball game ever that's had more four-point plays than Steph Curry. Not even like eighth-grade basketball. Not even like a pickup game, three-on-three, winner keeps a court, first one to 11, win by two, which is what I grew up doing, playing that all day on Sunday. All right, it's time for your hardest worker of the game, brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Sure. Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. Well, the hardest worker of the game is the guy we've been talking about all night long. 35 years old, back-to-back games. Lights it up for 60 tonight. If you missed it, his career high is 62. Steph Curry went for 60 tonight. He was 10 of 23 from three-point land. He attempted 38 field goals. He played 41 minutes and 21 seconds tonight, the most by far of any Warrior. 35 years old. 41 minutes. You think he's going to sleep well tonight? He's going to sleep really well. So that's uh, my first ever on this station, Warriors pre- and post-game show. Like I said to start uh, the show, if you missed it, the pre-game show, I used to do this. When I was at KMBR in 2009 and 10 and the other station, I, I did the Warriors pre-game shows. I would go over to the arena, drive across the bridge. I was one of the first guys ever to interview Steph Curry when he was drafted. I had the microphone, and it was at practice, and it, this little skinny kid. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, I think I was telling my friends, like, they drafted this runt? Like, he, I mean, he was skinny. He looked, if you think Brock Purdy looks young, Steph Curry, if you remember his rookie year, he looked like he was 12. And I'm interviewing him, like, this is the first-round pick. Really? You're a first-round pick? And then he used to come back to the studio and do the post-game show. So going down memory lane tonight, uh, 141-134. The Warriors lose to the Atlanta Hawks. They go to 21-25. and 25. Steph Curry, the story of the night. Andrew Wiggins sprained his left ankle. We hope that's okay. Jonathan Kamingo fouled out. Those guys on defense, to me, was the difference in the game. All right, guys, everybody have a good weekend. What am I throwing it to here? Throwing it to Fox Radio? All right. 
FP Santangelo signing off. Everybody have a great weekend. And like I always say is my sign out on the radio. Swing hard in case you hit it. And have a great weekend. And here comes Fox Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.